we're here with Kevin Daniels, who uh, who is fabulous. Who it's so weird that we got to work together on AJ and the Queen because I had been watching you prior to on Sirens. On Sirens, here, push that mic up to your to your mouth. There, you're gonna eat that mic. I'm gonna eat um, it. Uh, we got so much to talk about, but um, um, Kevin Daniels is an actor. You've been at it for a while now. 20 years, Raval, 20 years. What was your first big, big break? Um, you know, I got out of school. I was- uh, School where? Uh, Juilliard. Oh, uh, I've heard of that. You've heard of that little small <laughs> program. <laughs> I got out in 98 and I did, my first job was uh, 12th Night on Lincoln Center and it was a it was a play with Helen Hunt and Kira Sedgwick and Paul Rudd and like, you know, and a bunch of us out of drama school. And Helen was Were they doing, famous at the time? Yes, very. Uh-huh. <laughs> and Helen was doing the, the last uh, season of Mad About You. Uh-huh. And we were sitting around, you know, hanging in the green room. And I was like, ooh, you know, I ain't never been to a TV set before. Uh-huh. She's like, I'm sure you haven't, Kevin. I'd love to just come see what it looked like. And uh-huh. she laughed. And like the next day, I got a call from the producers saying, Helen Hunt would like to invite you to be a guest star on Mad About You. And that's how I got my SAG card. She put- They filmed in New York? They, that that her last season, uh, the, the season premiere, yeah. was filmed in New York. So wow. it, was, it was really, because was she was doing the play, so they brought the whole production over. But she put the entire ensemble cast in that episode. So we're all like, you know, I was a construction worker. I had like two lines like, hey, sexy, you know, something like that. But and that's how you got your SAG card. That's how I got my SAG card. And that's how I got my equity card and like- um, but I went on and I did a few soaps and I did a bunch of theater. All, all in New York. You were based all in New York. York. I was based in New York. Uh, we, I'm trying to think what, I um, did this play called Up Against the Wind, mm. which is a New York theater workshop. And it was like in 2001. And it was uh, Anthony Mackie was the lead. Uh-huh. Of that, and, I, and I played Suge Knight opposite him. And so it was kind of great to see how people's careers take off at different points like that, yeah. put him on the map. Everyone came to see it. Everyone was like, oh, he's fantastic. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, I'm here too. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it was, it was, you know, it was just like a different trajectory, you know, but I. Isn't that funny? Because everybody uh, who gets in the show business knows that, that that could happen at any time. It's like a gamble. Yes. But, and people are willing to take that gamble. Right. And, and uh, how long before you started really making any money? Actual money. It? Yeah. God, um, I think it was my first like big money job was Ladder Forty Nine, which was like in two thousand four. Yeah, and it was with uh, big money for me at the time. Like, I think it was like eighty grand or something. But I was like, mm-hmm. oh, it's like ooh, yeah. you know. But I, it was you know, I got, it was John Travolta and Joaquin Phoenix and Morris Chestnut and Robert yeah. Patrick. And you know, we're all still close to this day. You know, Jay Russell directed this really beautiful movie about like. You know, uh, it's like a love letter to firemen and like yeah. and what what they go through and like. Um, but that was the first time that I really I was like, oh, I have some money and I can do this thing. You know, but my career took so many ups and downs. I've gotten after that. I went and did uh, Their Eyes Are Watching God, which was uh, this thing with Halle Berry yeah. uh, that Oprah had produced, and and it was and, and and I was like, I was like, oh, I got to do this. And then I think in two thousand twelve or no, 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 two thousand maybe. Six, 2006, there was a writer's strike. Mm-hmm. And um, and I had booked a pilot, and I was like the lead of this pilot for NBC, and it was really great. And and they were like, oh, yeah, the Fairley Brothers wrote it. It's going to go. It's going to be on TV forever. And I was like, great. I'm going to go to Greece. So I went to Greece, and I came back, and the show didn't get picked up. Mm-hmm. There was a writer's strike, and no one was working. And I, mm. I spent three years just unemployed. And wow. I, yeah, and I was like, I worked at like the Cheesecake Factory and I worked like, you know, um, I, I catered, you know, events and sure. I, it, whatever you could do to, to get the money. And I had a friend to this day, she'll call me when I'm complaining about like, oh, we were on set for 19 hours or uh-huh. oh, so-and-so did this. She uh-huh. goes, I have this great picture of you in the Cheesecake Factory uniform. <laughs> Would you like to see it? <laughs> I met that friend. You met that friend? I yes, certainly yes, did. Yes, yes. What's Lynn, her name? Lynn Wachter. Lynn Wachter. Yes. <laughs> she brought her to set one day. I did. I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, so, so that was that was your forty days and forty nights. Yes, yes, yeah. that, that was my that was the and and then I guess uh, my friend Michael Morris, who was a director I'd worked with doing some theater here in Ohio, was like, "Hey, I'm doing uh, I think it was Brothers and Sisters," and he's like, "You want to mm-hmm. come do a guest spot on that?" And I was like, "Yes, I, I would love it." And then I just kind of just started guesting on things, and I think the next big. I, I did Modern Family. I got like a, a, a recurring on that. Um, mm-hmm. And I've been on that since like season two, you know, but the next big job that I got was Sirens, which was, mm-hmm. you know, on in USA. And like we, we ran for two seasons and that was really fun. And like, and then after that, it's just been like, you know, a little thing but here. I finished this project called uh, Why Women Kill. Oh which yeah. On CBS, which yeah. was so much fun to do. And they got a season two and I was like, oh great. And now I'm, uh, I flew in today from Savannah. I'm shooting 
Council of Dads, which is a new show for NBC. And I play like the husband of one of the dads on the council, you know, and um, I think I'm in seven out of the 10 of them, but it's, it's such a beautiful show and I'm like happy to like, I'm like, oh wow, I get to do this for a little bit. You know, I got to go work with you. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes, like, on AJ and the Queen. <sighs> and so um, you, you, you play a gay character on Council of Dads. Yes, yeah, yeah. And so were you worried at any point that you would be uh, typecast? Oh, 100%. Like I, rem- I remember uh, when I did the pilot for uh, I'm with stupid and like, and I was, I was, I was talking to one of was the, the Fairly brothers that thing? was the Fairly brothers thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh, and the cast director was like, I was like, Oh, I'm going to Greece. I just met this guy. I really like him. I want to go like, you know, see what that's like. And he goes, Oh wow. I didn't know you were gay. And I was like, well, yeah, you know, he goes, do they know? And I was like, yeah, what's, what's the big deal thinking that was going to be it. And mm-hmm. like, uh, and he's like, you shouldn't tell anyone else. <laughs> and I was like, this and is he, a casting director. Yeah. 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 But yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it was, it was, uh, like in, like I say, 2005. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, and things have changed so much. But I remember always, like, you know, I play a gay character on Modern Family. I play a gay character on Sirens. I play, yeah. you know, and it's so it's, I was like, I was like, oh, is that going to be this the thing? But as soon as I let go of the fear of being like, being typecast or being put in a certain box, my entire career just kind of opened up. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, I got, like, it was, it was I, I think I told you on set, I used to have, you know, I had, I, I had my hair and I was losing my hair. Like uh, in like thirties or whatever, and I had mm-hmm. this like little shake spray or, that I'd put uh-huh. on it, and uh-huh. like this little fake curatine. You you hug somebody, and the hair rubs off on the face. <laughs> like you know, you're laying down. It's on the sheets. It's like whatever you can do to cut. But you're like, I gotta hold on to this look. Yeah. And as soon as I like let go of the fear that like you know what, shave your head, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I like it, again. I just could not stop working. And it, it was Hallelujah. Great. Now I I hope people could hear what you just said because that revelation that 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 coming to that understanding about life is what where the magic happens yeah. when you because you you have to make space in your consciousness for the divine to intervene i i will never forget you telling me on set about how you had to create your own opportunities and you said that your job is to be present and make space and listen for what the universe is telling you listen yeah. to your voice and yeah. i was like I need to just listen more. <laughs> yeah. Just be quiet. Quiet the voices around you and just listen. And I was like, that's great. Yeah. Well, it's what's interesting about, you know, uh, there is a there is a presence here. There is a consciousness. There is something here. Because I started watching Sirens, I, I guess before we started filming yeah, yeah. AJ and the Queen. Because started, of Josh. Yeah, yeah. Because I wanted to see who Josh was, what right. he was like, and what his energy was like. Josh Segarra is um, uh, on AJ and the Queen. And he's <laughs> fantastic. And he was in the show uh, Sirens, which you were in uh, for two years. Yeah. On, uh, uh, it's about these um, uh, ambulance yeah, paramedics, drivers, right. paramedics, who, uh, and it was a comedy. <laughs> and I got to see you because of that. Fast forward, we start doing AJ and the Queen. Uh, and you show up. I know. <laughs> as my love interest. It's such a great role, too. <laughs> in, uh, it's, the, it's the episode, uh, it's Jackson, Mississippi. Right, 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 right. right. With, uh, and, uh, uh, and you made the trailer, too, because um, it's with uh, uh, Latrice Royale. Latrice Royale and uh, Monique, uh, Monique Hart. Monique Hart yeah, yeah, is yeah. in it. <laughs> Our, uh, so, anyway, um, we're going to need more about that, but uh, mm. it's just interesting how the universe works and how. I had no idea. But you told me that you had auditioned for... I had auditioned for Lewis. Um, yes. Uh, and, you know, but but they were looking for something else. And, and Michael was very... Because I remember when I got the call, like, to come read for this. Because um, Bernie Telsey has cast me in a lot of things. I, 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 was, I played Magic Johnson on Broadway. Uh-huh. Bernie Telsey put me in that. I was yeah. in, like, Atypical. Bernie Telsey put me in that. They, they're, they're fans. And I, I really... I like them a lot. I'm like, yeah. oh, yay. Love to have fans. And they were like, hey, there's this script. It's AJ and the Queen. You know, it's RuPaul. And I, and I read it. It's like a blind drag queen. I was like, they not going to hire me for that. <laughs> I was like, why are you making me? And I and I had said, no. I was like, no, no, that's cool. Let it go. Rue has people in drag who will come do this. Rue uh-huh. knows. Rue got that. And I was like, uh-huh. and they were like, Kevin, I, I, I literally, one of the casting directors, because my agents, you know, sent me the stuff. And I said, mm-hmm. no. And he said, you sure? I was like, yeah, no. And one of the uh, casting agents, Ryan, uh-huh. called me on my cell. He goes, if you don't bring your black ass in here and read this uh-huh. fucking uh-huh. like, oh. and, and I came in and, the, and, he, and, and Michael loved it. And he yeah. was just like, 
you're just not quite what we're looking for for this, yeah. but I want to find something for you. And people oh. say that, and you, I'm like, yeah. I'm like, sure, okay. And lo yeah. and behold, I, I get the call, and it was an offer. They're like, hey, we want you to do this. And I was like, oh, well, yeah. can I do this? Is this all right? You know, the fear that I was like, uh-huh. yeah, they say they want me to do it. Great, I'm going to come in and do it. So uh-huh. it was, it was really what fun. was it? What fear? What fear did you have? Well, I, I don't know. I just, I, I was like, it, I was going to be, you know, I, I rarely get to play anyone's love interest. And uh-huh. now I play like four, uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and I was just like, I was like, oh, can I do this? Is this going to be, I was like, okay, what, you know, what's, cause it was, I, I didn't know what the character was. It was different yeah. than what I had read. And I was like, I was like, oh, well it's new and exciting. Let's just jump yeah. into it. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, have you ever done drag? Uh, I've never, well, yes and no. I've never done it like. Really, like I, I dressed up as like the Tooth Fairy one Halloween. Yeah, like I, I did like a, a makeup class at school. You know, um, yeah. You know, but I, I haven't actually done it. I'd love to do it. <laughs> yeah, but because uh, the kind of glam drag that uh, uh, Lewis ends up doing right. is full on, full on. Yeah. yeah, and that was exciting. I was like, I was like, oh my god, I'd love to see that. Uh-huh. <laughs> no, see no, that. it'd be great. It'd be absolutely fabulous. So, okay, so what makes this even more interesting from from my perspective is that because. Josh Cigar plays my love interest right. in this <laughs> series. series, you know, and we have a lot of scenes where we are kissing and we're not just pecking on the lips. Oh, no, it's, it's full on kiss. Josh is going to go. Josh yes. is going to do it. Yeah. And then um, on in the series, you play a, a love interest of mine and we go a full on. Full on. <laughs> I still, I was telling my mom about the scene. I don't want to give anything away until you've seen it, but like when we're in the SUV uh-huh. and you're how, how cleverly they, they shot that. I was like, I was like, well, you got two, six for five men in this thing. And we're going to see how this works on Netflix. It'll be great. Yeah. yeah oh my goodness. Where's yeah. your mother live? Uh, Texas, Houston. Where? Oh, in Houston. Yeah. I just left there for, uh, I was filming in Savannah and then we had Thanksgiving off. So I flew to Texas to see her and meet my new nephew and, you know, my niece. Are you uh, from Houston? I'm from Houston. Yeah. I'm from Houston. And what then, ward are you from? Third ward. Third ward. Is that a rough ro- ward? Uh, it's a rough ward. It's a rough ward. It, my mom, my mom, we lived in Sunnyside, uh, then third ward, which is now like the museum district. It's now like downtown. Yeah. You know, um, and now she lives closer to uh, spring, like by the airport. Okay, there, um, and, and have these because years ago Houston was the most dangerous city in the United States. Has it gotten a lot better? I think I would say yes and no. <laughs> like there's there's still pockets of Houston that I'm like, oh no, we can't go over there. Mm. We try, you know. But but for the most part, I think it's 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 grown. You know, like people like. Uh, it's just, it's such a sprawling city. So you really yeah. know, you don't know where it's like all of my family lives in so many different parts of the city. Yeah. So it's like my mom always jokes, Oh, well, we're in the hood now, baby. Lock the door. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. You know, and then sometimes you're, you know, and you're in spring or you're in Bel Air. But, but. Yeah. Okay. So now I just want to get back to this love interest. Stuff <laughs> okay. Because, you know, it's, um, it, it's, uh, not something that I normally would do on television with a camera pointed at me. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> Uh, so what, t- walk me through the process of, of preparing to on camera, not only k- kiss me, yeah. America's drag queen sweetheart Hello. in drag, Hello. but also but kiss man, yeah, out of, of drag. Uh, walk me through the process of, of approaching that when you're driving to work, what did Juilliard prepare you for <laughs> in doing this role? You know, for me, it was, it was all about it's what do I want in the circumstances? Like mm-hmm. what's happening? And like, you know, kiss people all the time. And I was like, and I get to kiss, you know, America's drag sweetheart. But like, <laughs> so that actually, that was just like, how can I, what can I bring? What's the realness of this moment? Like, yeah. you know, these two people who find themselves in this spirit. It's like, it's like, oh, there's a connection here. And like, you know, and my job is just to play that, Yeah, you know, and then everything else falls into place and yeah. just be game for whatever you want to do and not, you know, I'm like, great. Let's go. Yeah. So America wants to know how <laughs> how is RuPaul at kissing? RuPaul is a fantastic kisser. I like to tell you all that, and there's nothing, no gun pointed at me. <laughs> I was like, I, I have a friend who uh, like is, ad, he's such a fan. So, I mean, like, and I, I'm obviously a fan, but like, he's such a fan, and he's just like, I cannot believe you got to kiss RuPaul. <laughs> And I was like, and he was good too. I was like, I had to think back. I was like, but I made a assessment. It was fine. It was fine. Well, it's just what's weird about it. And we're going to go to break in a minute. But what's weird about it is that then kissing in drag. Now, I, I don't want to give too much away right. here, but um, that's that's when it really crosses over into some weird shit. You're like, what is it that he, what's going on? 
But no, but he loved all of you. That was the whole thing. It yes, was like, right. He loved all of you. And I, and, I, right. and, I, and, and I love telling those stories. It's about yeah. like, love can be wherever you want it to be. And like, and I, again, I don't want to give anything away, but right. the song choice of that, like your performance. Yes. You know, like, it's oh like, my goodness, yes. I love yes. the show so much because each episode you get a new, you get a new song, you get a yeah. new, the theme's like, but that song choice there, I'm like, Right. That's, wow. Yeah. Yes. Yes. All right. We've got uh, Kevin Daniels here, uh, who's in AJ and the Queen that's coming up very soon on Netflix. We're going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. You know how we feel about Casper. Casper is an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. Casper brand mattresses combine multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep service with the right amounts of both sink and bounce. And they also have breathable designs that help you sleep cool and regulate your body temperature throughout the night. I know for a lot of people in my household, in my family, sweating at night from the mattresses is the worst thing ever. Doesn't happen with Casper. They are amazing. They even arrive right to your doorstep in a transportable box. And Casper isn't just a mattress company, you guys. They also offer sheets. They have pillows, bed frames. Did you know they had bed frames? And even dog beds. So everyone in the family sleeps comfier than ever before. Casper has a hybrid mattress that combines the pressure relief of their award-winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. This new innovation offers the best of both worlds, which is of course luxurious comfort and resilient support. The added benefits of the hybrid collection, elevated lift support, increased airflow for that cooling I was talking about, durability for all body types and enhanced edge support. And even with those springs, these mattresses somehow still come magically in a box that simply arrive on your doorstep. I have the hybrid. I got that for Lily at school. We have the Wave. We have the original in our house. We are huge. And of course, the dog bed, because you hear me talk about it all the time. We are huge Casper fans, and we love it. And also, did I mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada with their 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial? Get $100 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue. Use that offer code rue at checkout. That's casper.com slash rue. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, Squarespace, we love you guys. And for you, making a website has never been easier. You can make a gorgeous, fabulous, shockingly beautiful website in minutes using their beautiful templates and their drag and drop platform. When you're ready to purchase a plan, get 10% off with the offer code rue. That's right. It's squarespace.com offer code RU. Come on, let me find out. I was like, what is the tea? Let me. <laughs> We've got Kevin Daniels here, who is uh, my co-star in AJ and the Queen, which is coming up on Netflix on January 10th. And you're going to get to see us together in, biblically together, <laughs> in every way possible. It's such a wild thing. You know, for me at this point in my my life and my career, all these things opening up like this. Yeah. It's amazing. Where are you with, with your uh, life real? Realization, your where you are as an actor and you're as a as a man. You know, what's it's, happening? It's so much. <laughs> so I I feel like I'm stepping into my own right now. I, I turned 43 on Monday, Hallelujah. and I was like, I was like, oh, thank God I made it. <laughs> you know, yeah. but but I feel more confident in my choices as an actor. I feel more uh, confident about saying no to things that that don't suit me, mm -hmm. or and no to, to to people who don't necessarily serve me. Mm -hmm. And you know, and, and things that I'm like, I'm like, oh. I've been, I'll, I'll tell this really short story. I had a friend who I was helping uh, move and do some stuff and and I and I was holding something and I was kind of, I was bent over and he had a phone call that he was taking. And I was like, I need you to help me put this in the thing. I'm like, hey, my back hurts, mm -hmm, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and he looks at me and he goes, don't bend over, just stand up. Uh -huh. And I was like, Oh, wow. Uh -huh. <laughs> and it was true in that moment, but also in life, I was like, yeah. right, I don't have to bend over. That's I don't have to right. crouch. Just stand up. You know, I, yes. I didn't realize I was 6'5 until yeah. I actually stood up and I'm 6'5. It's yes. okay. Yeah. You have to look out for yourself. You have, you can't depend on someone else to look out for you. Yes. You have to do it for yourself. Yes. Yes. You know, I've been telling the story who to anyone who, who listened is, um, you know, having worked with this a uh, ten-year-old kid for all those months and Who's months and months. Fantastic, fantastic, <sighs> wonderful. But um, when we stopped filming, I could still feel her presence, presence with you next right. to me because we we spent so much time together. Yeah. And uh, uh, when I someone interviewed me about, it, I said, "Well, it feels like I created this thing uh, to be able to reparent myself." And mm -hmm. as the deeper I went into that concept and thought about it more, I realized that. It's no different. This sense of myself 
with me at all times and, 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 and I can feel her presence, I can make this presence my 10-year-old and I, as an adult, can reparent this 10-year-old. You can nurture it. And, and look yes. after it and say, you can stand up. You don't have to bend over. You don't have to hurt your back. Stand up. And I can, look, I can be that voice for my 10 year old. And you know, I, for years in old relationships and things, I used to, um, my, I used to look for someone else to take care of my 10 year old. That's exactly what I, what I've been doing for the last 20 years, yes. <laughs> like looking for someone else to fill this void or this hole. And it's like, Oh, what if you actually did that? Bingo. What if you actually filled the void for yeah. yourself? What if you found, what are your interests? What do you like to do? What, you know, and it's like, and then see how the universe just brings stuff to you. And it will attract it if you stand up. That's right. If That's you right. Stand up. Because your kid, your your inner child, will only respond to one person. Uh, that's you. Right. You know, you could bring them anyone else into the fray to say, "Can you can you look after my kid? Can yeah. you look after my kid? I need you to look after my kid." No, no, no. Your kid doesn't want anybody no. but you. Yeah, my kid's a badass. He won't listen to nobody else. Yeah, <laughs> he's, like, he's like baby's kids. Baby's kids all inside me. Each one of them. <laughs> Oh, no, it's it. true. But that's what that's what that's what turning forty and forty three mm -hmm. and all that that's what that teaches. And you have to be in the game long enough to get that blessing yeah. and to get that that uh, realization happening. So you were um, your September, you know, December ninth. December ninth. Yeah, I'm a Sagittarius. I love Sagittarius. We're very wild. <laughs> well, Sagittarius, um, uh, my my people are Virgos, Cancers, and Sagittarius, and Pisces. Oh wow! Okay. And I can do Aquarius too. My husband is Aquarius. Right. Uh, uh, you know, my sister Rosy, also Aquarius. But we, as kids, we did not get along. Oh wow! Okay. You know, but uh, what was the change? Uh, I think uh, when I started making money. Well, of course. I think, uh, <laughs> that's, that's, what, that's what changed that. What she came right on through. <laughs> she was like, hey, baby, how you been? You look good. I have a little of that in my family somewhere, too. Sure. No, Rosie's lovely. No. Now, tell, so tell me this. Okay, so you showed up on the set and you, and you go, Josh... Here you are. Right, right, right. It's a table read. Because jo Josh had actually, when he got the job, he was like, I, I literally couldn't think of anybody else I wanted to tell first but you. Because uh -huh. <laughs> he's like, I'm working with RuPaul. I'm doing this thing. And I was like, dude, that is badass. And then I later I was like, so it looks like I'm coming working to do an episode with you. And he's yeah. like, shut up. So I yeah. saw him at the table reading. It was just like, you know, my brother. I was like, oh my God, here you go. That is you know? so crazy. You know, I had never met him before. I think uh, uh, with, I think the day I met him, we kissed the day yeah, the first, I met him. Yeah, 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 of course. Because we, we did a rehearsal uh, and with just the two of us and uh, Michael Patrick King, okay, just to sit and read the thing at the table. And this method motherfucker no, gets up. Josh will come with you and bring you to that scene. He he got up and he put his lips <laughs> on my <laughs> and he put his tongue in his in my mouth oh, in the rehearsal. There was no camera, right, right, right. right. And uh, but uh, you know, it's such a weird thing to have a fake. Relationship. relationship with someone and then when the cameras are, and then how you react outside of right. that it's like uh when you've say had a one night stand with someone and then you see them say, at Outs the grocery store and yeah. you go oh hi oh well good to see you good to clothes. see you yeah. <laughs> what do you do how are you you know what, the awkwardness of that yeah, yeah yeah have you done love scenes like that before uh, i you know this was uh i just shot in, there's an episode in Council of Dads where it's right after we've had sex. Mm -hmm. So we're, um, but you know, it's still, they're, they're closing the set down and we're, you know, essentially naked under the sheets. And it's like, there's kind of figuring out where you put your bodies and where, you know, but, well, you know, Jay August who's a brilliant actor. We've, we'd already kind of discussed what our boundaries would be and how mm. we would like, what was, it's like, well, look, dude, I'm game to do whatever, that whatever tells the story best, Uh huh. you know, but I remember Jay was like, I don't want to do anything before the cameras start rolling. He goes, I want to warm up to this. So I was like, okay, but you know, we can take the robes off and just, cause I'm going to like, yeah, I want to do this thing. He goes, no, uh -huh. no, I want to wait. I want to save it. And I was like, and, and it's different than how I work. But when we did it, it was so electric and so alive. Uh -huh. And I was like, oh, I see. So that was what yeah. his process was. And I it was see. like, and I was kind of like, I was like, okay, I get it. I get it. But you know, and in it, it was just like, well, we're two, we're going to be two actors who game, to tell the story and sure. you know and it was it was great but that yeah. was the first time that was the closest but we didn't really you know choreograph and we had an, an intimacy coordinator you know who comes in they talk to you 
because uh, you want to make sure no one gets sued. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. We do all that, but um, but still, we we, we I think we created something really special. Yeah. Um. So why Savannah? This it, the story is set in Savannah. It's a beautiful. Well, beautiful, you know, you can shoot L.A. to look like Savannah. <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> you can, but I think it's the Georgia tax credits. I think it's oh, yeah. it's the beauty of actually the city of Savannah. Like you know, um, I I don't know why they decided, but I, I'm glad they did. It's really, I mean, I wish they had a direct flight. There's yeah, there's two yeah. flight here to, to you, LA. oh, you had to go into Atlanta. Yeah, you fly you either you have to connect somewhere either in Atlanta or Chicago or Texas, but they won't fly you directly from L.A. to Savannah. Yeah. Was like, hmm. So now I've always wanted to ask you this. There's a scene in Sirens where Josh <laughs> is completely naked. That was Josh's first day of work. That is the day I met Josh. And 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 he comes down in this great flesh-colored, you know, uh Jock strap essentially, yeah, because <laughs> he has to be naked and like and Josh was like just game actor. He's like, well, I'm here. I gotta be naked. Nice to meet all of you. It was yeah. like the first day. And, he, and normally, you know, actors are like nervous and like I don't yeah. want to not say what's on the page. Josh had like twelve jokes ready to go about what was on this porn tablet, and he was like literally the cameramen were shaking, laughing uh-huh. at Josh. And he's just like this big beautiful boy. He's like, here I am, just naked. And yeah, like we're all and the girls come in and they watch him, but he's. Spectacular. In that. Well, there's one shot where you guys are looking at him, and it's his full ass there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Is he naked in front also? No, no, no. He does. He he has a little. Uh, the, actually, I have a picture of it, but he, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I got it. I don't know. Yeah, where. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of those modesty socks. Yes, exactly. What yes. it is. Exactly what it is. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Like, that is so. Fu- I love that show, Sirens. Uh, I thought it was fantastic. Dennis Leary and Bob Fisher created this really really magical, funny, like, snapshot of what it was like to be in Chicago. And, like, I, I loved working with Mike Mosley. And you filmed that in and Chicago. And Chicago, yeah. Again, what, this yeah. realism. This I realism, don't understand you it. understand it. Yeah. What? And you lived there during that period. Yeah, yeah. It was, like, three months out of the year. We go, and, um, you know, and, and the Dick Wolf people were there, the Chicago Fire, and, and yes. all that. And they were really nice and welcoming, and... uh yeah, it was, it was and great. And Chicago PD, is that the same? Yeah, same, Cause, same. Because Josh is on that show He's, also. Yeah, he was actually doing both both shows at the time. How so like, about that? Yeah, no, Josh is a workaholic. And then, like, that's somebody who, like, whose career we were both doing. He did Lissistrata, Lissistrata Jones, I think it was called. Yes. Did the basketball play. Yeah. And I was doing Magic Birds. So we were both doing basketball on Broadway together. <laughs> then we were both doing the Chicago thing but together. But after you we knew both, each other, before you knew each other. Before we knew each other. Right. Before we knew each other. But yeah. I just watched Josh just, like continue to, to shine and grow it's great yeah so now um on, now sirens i think is on hulu i think it's still on hulu yeah yes. yeah it was on netflix for a while i think it's, it's on hulu now yeah. yeah it's it was fantastic so now uh what's next for you what do you want to do i mean you know because as in, and i've told you this before too you have to create your own opportunities you have to think about projects that are existing projects or ones that you want to sort of cultivate that will sustain you throughout right. your 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 career um, so what existing projects like, you know, um, what was it? What was the, the James Earl Jones thing? Um, Offenses oh, or like. Uh, no, no, what's the thing where he's the boxer, the uh, Great White Hope? The Great White Hope? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, have you, what, what things like that have you thought about? You know, it's interesting. I really like, I don't know. I've always been like, I've always been so uh, a little terrified of like putting it out into the universe of what you want because I find the universe always gives it to you. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm trying to be more specific about what I ask for because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it really, it can happen. And, and I, and I, so now this is part of my new, my new year, my, my 43rd, my 43rd birthday. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm asking myself, well, what is it? Do you want to do? What do you like? Like, by the way, I'm in love with this job that I have now at the, the council of dads. I want it to go on for seasons and seasons. But aside from that, I'd like to like, find my own project and what the mm-hmm. what's going to be the the story that that's most exciting to me and I, and I don't know if it's like a, a, if it's what would Joe Joe Johnson I think is his name yes uh, Joe that's Johnson. right yeah, yes yeah, yeah. he was a boxer who married a white woman and there was all the things but he refused to be beat down by the system yeah. he's like no yeah <laughs> and like and I and I, I often I was like oh and, and people show me they're like you should play him you know yeah. I've got I played uh uh um Jim Brown on uh, this this beautiful play called um, One Night in Miami that Kim Powers did that Regina King is directing. Like, uh, she's directing the film version of it, you know. Oh, what's it? It's One it's Night in Miami. One Night in Miami. What, what's the premise? The premise, you've got uh, Cassius Clay mm-hmm. uh, wins the uh, the heavyweight championship of the world. He beats yeah. Sonny Liston. And, and on that night, he goes, as opposed to going out, partying and celebrating, he spends one night, it's a true story, in a room in Miami with Malcolm X, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown, 
all those guys were friends. And we don't know what actually happened in the room, but we do know the next day, Cassius Clay joined the Nation of Islam, became Cassius X. Yes. You know, Muhammad Ali, uh, I mean, uh, Malcolm X was killed shortly afterwards and Sam Cooke was found dead in his car. That's you right. Know, yes. This, so And so Kemp Powers has written this beautiful story about what happens to these men. We did it here. I was in the original cast here in LA. They did it in London. They did it in Denver Center. And now they're making a film version of it. But it's it's beautiful. But I, I love getting a chance to play icons of like, you know, real men and real stories about well, well how do they live their life and, not, and I, you know I, I'm not an impression I can't do impressions but yeah. I can I can bring to life what the essence of that person is yeah there go. wow yeah. oh that sounds great it was, it was really it was it's a really it's a great great play yeah and do you sing I don't sing but my friend my friend Jay actually said this about me it made me laugh he's like yeah Kevin he's like you can carry a tune I'm just not sure you can drop it off uh- <laughs> <laughs> I was like, okay, okay, I'll take that. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's so funny. You know, yeah, but, but um, yeah, the uh, great, great white hope. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I could see you doing that. Or Paul I Robeson, or like, Paul Robeson, know. or even um, playing, doing a, some, creating a project uh, like uh, Marcus Garvey. Oh you know? yeah, yeah, that yeah, would yeah. be fantastic. Or um, uh, you know, uh, so many. Uh, have you? You've said you d- you did twelve night. Have you done Othello? Uh, I've I, well, I did Othello at at the. Uh, Antia's theater company. We did like a reading of it, like a three night reading for people. But I haven't. I've never done the actual production of it. But I played Othello. Yeah. I, like you know, and, and I dissected it down, and it was great. You know, we worked on all the classics at school, so I feel like I have the facil- the faculty to, to kind of hit anything you give me. But it's just about like what are you? And, and now I'm like I'm trying to like I want to buy a house, and I want to yeah. like you know settle all those parts of my life and I want to find a partner and I want to find someone to, you know, share this, the successes with and the loneliness with and all mm-hmm. that. They never really talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> they never yeah. talk about like, it's like, oh yeah, it's lonely in a hotel room. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's, it's lonely over, you know, they never, they talk about all the lights and the, the, the money and the fame sure. and all that. But like, what about the quiet times? What are yeah. you doing then? <laughs> yeah. Oh uh, yeah. There's, there's a lot of other things they don't talk about. Right. right. <laughs> Lots of other things, but it, it does, it brings you closer and it, 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 it creates a, a bond that um, uh, that is beyond words, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. all these things. Um, hey, we've got uh, Kevin Daniels here. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back after this. The holiday season is here. Have you been shopping like crazy? I know I have. And this year, your gift can start next year's good habit. Of course, I'm talking about Quip. Quip is something that is sure to put a smile on everyone's mouth, because it's dental care they'll actually want to use every day. That's why Quip is the perfect, thoughtful, and practical gift with an electric toothbrush, refillable floss and toothpaste, all intentionally designed to make good habits simple. The Quip electric toothbrush has sensitive sonic vibrations and a timer with 30-second pulses to guide your routine, and the Quip floss dispenser has pre-marked strings so you can always use the right amount. Oh my goodness, it takes the guesswork out of everything. Plus, Quip delivers brush heads, floss, and toothpaste refills every three months. Join over 3 million happy customers and check everyone off your gift list right now with Quip. Just go to getquip.com slash rue to save on gift sets and get your first refill free with a refill plan. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash rue. Getquip.com slash rue. <laughs> no, no, I was, uh, so we got Kevin down. I just came from New York. I was there, uh, to, I came back last night. I was oh, wow. so I was on East Coast time. You were you were coming from Savannah, D- East, Savannah. E- yeah, East Coast. Yeah. Oh, but you stopped off in Houston. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. That, that was my connecting. My, yeah. So so Savannah, Houston, Houston, LA. I but, see. And, yeah. Um, but I still got here at eleven thirty, so I was like, "Oh, great! I'm in yeah. LA now." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're doing everything now. Like, what's going on in your world? Well, you, you, you have to do everything. I'm, I've always been an ambitious person. Right. I love creativity. I love doing things. So when I have uh, people offer um, an opportunity, I'll take it if I can do it. Yeah, I'll of take course. It. But um, I've been doing this uh, work. I got. I climbed on stage for money the first time in '82. Wow. And so, um, uh, but you know, I would, I was in the theater and all that kind of right, stuff right. before that. But the first time I got paid was 1982, and you know, I've learned how to do this business. I know that it's important for me to be healthy yeah. and to mind, body, and spirit. Yeah. <clears throat> so that's number one. And then uh, I've been blessed enough to uh, have had a, a something happen 
big time, hit the big time yeah. 27 years ago. And still, you're still recruiting well, but, the game. Well, but the thing is, I, I, I walked away from it uh, 20 years ago to just sort of walked away from the canvas. I worked, but not at the same level, okay. just to sort of focus on my nieces and nephews and not dieting and right. having parties and just living human life. And then I came back to it four years later. Okay. And uh, because I was able to step away from it, I'm able to have a level of gratitude for it now that I would have never been able to do, never been able to do. And that's, that's the beauty of it. That's the beauty of uh, what I mean. So, so now I get these offers. I'll take them. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, I, uh, I was in, I went to New York. No, I went to, um, outside Philadelphia, uh, a couple of weeks ago. Okay to do QVC because I have a line of makeup with Mally, right? So it was my second appearance on QVC. And then I had a car take me after the appearance to my apartment in New York. And I, when I got to New York the next morning, I got a job out here. And they made me an offer I couldn't refuse out here in LA. So I hopped on a plane, <laughs> flew to LA <laughs> the next day, Yes, uh, did that job, and then flew back to New York you know, this is all in a matter of three, three days. days. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and cause I had some work to do in New York. Anyway, long story longer is just that, um, <laughs> I was not going to let that job get out of my hands. You're like, Oh no, I, I want that. I what do. did you say you were giving me? Yes. <laughs> I will be there. Thank you very much. I like that so much. Yeah. Yeah. No, all, all the time. Yeah. All the yeah. time. So uh, when did, when did you make the move out here to LA? Uh, 2001. I was like, I, I came to, it was actually, it was in October and it was right after, Right after September 11th, and um, I didn't want to leave New York. Yeah, and I, but I had been planning to come. And at the time, you know, it was, you know, Bush was on on TV oh, God. saying, you know, don't let the terrorists win, don't yeah. change your plans, live your life, go shop, go do yeah. you know all this stuff. And I was like, you know what? He's right. After the you know a month of terrifyingness, I I was like, I'm gonna I'm gonna fly out to LA just to visit. Yeah. I'm gonna be there for two weeks. You know, and I'm going to come back and I'm going to do this whole thing. And I had these girls stay in my apartment who, and I was paying some like minimal amount of money yeah. for this giant place. Wow. And, Where, what uh, part of town? Brooklyn? 151st in Broadway. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was up there before everybody else got up there. But yeah. It's like, yeah. You know, but it was like, you know, this two bedroom, 1100 square foot, 10 foot ceilings. I have a wow. doorman. It was oh. all like, and it was like $800. Wow. I would still have that apartment today. I want yeah. you to know that. Yeah. Still, yeah. You know, like I think it's like $3,500 a month now, but like yeah. it was, but at the time, you know, it was like, it was what I, where, where I stayed when I was in school, the whole thing, all my stuff was there, but I let this girl sublet for me, which at the time was illegal. You couldn't really do mm. that. And my landlord called to say he was going to paint the place. And they were like, oh, Kevin moved to LA. He doesn't live here anymore. Mm. And I was like, why would you say that to mm. him with all of my stuff? And so they evict both of us. And then mm -hmm. and then I'm like, oh, I guess I'm in Los Angeles. Yeah. And that's, but I kept thinking, well, I'm going to get back to you. It'll be, I just, I got I got I went back, to, I moved my stuff. And I had a friend in Marina Ray and she was like, stay with me. And I was like, are you sure? You know, and I, and I stayed on her couch for like two weeks, and then I found a little studio in, in Hollywood. Yeah, and I moved over there, and I've I've literally been here ever since. I can't believe it's been that long, but I've, that's how long I've been in LA. Yeah, and do you miss New York? I do. I, I go back all the time. I'm I'm there yeah. like you know twice a year. You know, I'm going back in January to go see Safe Play. My friend uh, Matt is in it. Uh, well, Sullivan Sullivan Jones yeah. is in it. I was like I was like, oh, I want to go see Safe Play. Yeah, you know. Um, so I I go back whenever I can. Like I was just there. What was the last thing? Um. What was I there for? I'd done a pilot there. Jenny Lamette had done this thing, this hate crimes pilot uh, for CBS. And then it had been a year and I hadn't been back to New York and I was starting to itch. Uh -huh. <laughs> and, and I was like, I just got to go. So I just, uh -huh. I flew out. Oh, I, sh I shot an episode of New Amsterdam. I went out to go do that. And I was there for like two weeks, which was in Brooklyn. But I was like, oh, and and, and there's nothing like New York when you have a job. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you're like it's great. Because I, I knew New York as a struggling student. And, yeah. like, and like, and afterwards, and I was like, but now going there with a job is great. Yeah. I was like, oh, I love New York City. Now, earlier you mentioned this casting uh, company that has your back and who says, hey, we have you in mind for that. How... What's the name of that company? Bernie Telsey. Bernie Telsey? Yeah, they cast your show. They cast our show. Yeah. I know these people. And uh, are, do you have other uh, casting directors who look out for you like Jeff that? Jeff Greenberg. Jeff Greenberg has been like a champion of mine since I came to LA. Like always looking out for me, always had my back. He put me on, uh, I came, I'd done a lot of like, 
hour-long dramas in New York. Like I did Law and Order, I did Third Watch, I did uh, whatever the, the the show was was happening when I was in school. Mm-hmm. I was like, cool, I'm gonna be a deadline. I was like, you know, NBC, Negroes being criminals. Like mm-hmm. CBS mm-hmm. comes to me, that's what it was. Like yeah. so, so I, I did all of that. And when I got here, Jeff was like, have you ever thought about doing comedy? Uh-huh. And like, and he put me on Frasier. He put uh-huh. me on Baby Bob. He put me on like all of these. And like, he's he's just he put me on Modern Family. Like, yeah. he's always just like, you should look into comedy. And like, and I and I was like, oh. And I realized he made me realize that I could do both. Yeah. I can do the hour drama. I can do the comedy because I always found like there life is just funny to me. Like, there's always yeah. there's always humor in even the, the deepest and the, the absolutely the, the saddest. You know, there's there's humor and like yeah. you can just live fully and commit. Then you you're, you're there. You know, um, what so do you think? Great. What do you think it is that that they're because these casting uh, directors they're not looking out for everybody like that. Oh no! Oh, you know, I, th- I, I honestly I just think that like I've been really blessed and fortunate in my career to meet some really great people. Like I, you know, you hear horror stories in Hollywood about like directors or producers or who who don't have your back and who are always self centered. And I've just I've been really lucky that like every experience that I've had has been something that I was proud of. And, mm-hmm. you know, and I felt like, I was like, oh, this is a great little, and you know, and 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 if, if it lasts for two days or whatever, would it, yeah. it, but still that that experience, people are really showing their best foot or putting their best foot forward. And I, 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 I don't have any of those horror story moments, which has been kind of nice for me. Yeah. Like, well, so what do you tell, um, who actually, first, who sure. was in your class at Juilliard? At Juilliard, uh, Maria Thayer. Was uh-huh. one of my classmates. Um, Michael Doyle uh-huh. was one of my classmates. I'm just thinking people that you you might know. Um, I was in school with Anthony Mackey. He was there. Yeah. Uh, Tracy Toms was there mm-hmm. as well with me. Um, and so, think. but all all the big stars were kind of like either right before me or right after. Like Sada Ramirez was in school with me. Yeah, uh, she wasn't in my class, but she was like one year above me. As Alan Tudyk was one year above me. Wow. You know. Wow. Um, but we had some, we had some just phenomenal like uh, Liz Reeser. Is she's in everything and she's producing her own stuff and I was like oh I love this yeah <laughs> you know but they were all like Michael Chernis who works all the time like people yeah. I've, I've really but again we're all like you know it's like you might not see everyone as often as you want but when you see them you're like we have this experience together this crazy four years at school you know but, yeah what what you learned at Juilliard yeah did it actually come into one hundred percent. I learned that like every job you do is a different playground Mm -hmm. and it's your job as an actor to figure out what tools do you need for this playground? You know, and it's like, it's like, and we're going to, and Julia gave me a bag of tools and it's like, we're going to teach you how to speak. We're going to teach you how to breathe. We're going to teach you how to relax because all of the things that you have as an actor, your insecurities, the nervousness, whatever that is, will stay with you forever. You've got to find uh, tools to help you deal with them, you yeah. know? So it's like, if you, I tend to speak too fast. And so like, I, it's been a habit of mine for years. And I had a teacher who was like, that's never gonna go away. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what I want you to learn to do is just really listen. Mm. Just really be present. Mm-hmm. And that'll slow down on its own. Mm-hmm. It's like, I want you to communicate this idea. I want you to convey what you're thinking. And Becky Guy used to always say, you have to think and speak. When you think and speak, you're great, Kevin. <laughs> but when you're just speaking, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I need you to think and speak. And I was like, yes, ma'am, Becky guy. Yes, ma'am. You but, know what's funny about that is that um, the cadence of your voice, I'm very familiar with it. Before I knew you, it's wow. a, a, from black folks. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I know it's, I, the certain the notes that you hit and even where you place the laugh and everything about it, I know it. And I, I know it intrinsically. So... I can I understand everything you're saying. I understand everything you're saying because I'm I'm listening to to the, the melodies whole thing. that I grew up with, That's and I know, right. yeah, absolutely, yes. absolutely, yes. yeah, absolutely. So, what do you say to the the people who were in your class who may not have hit uh, pay dirt yet, who you see on the street, who are still at um, uh, know, Cheesecake Factory? It's interesting. Most of my classmates have either like ventured on to other parts of the industry. Like I have a, I have a friend who um, he works in commercials now. Like, so he, he's like a, a production company and they do like these industrials for, for, you know, 4,500 companies. Like mm-hmm. he just, he goes and, and produces these commercials. It's like, oh yeah. And he flies around the world and he's found, he, he loves that. That's what he does. I have another buddy mm-hmm. who runs like a wine store in like, you know, New Jersey. And like, it's like, he's like, I, he goes, I didn't want to do the rat race of that thing that you're it's, doing. It's not for everyone. It's not for everyone. You know what I mean? Like you, and you know, and I, uh, I don't know that I have any of my classmates who aren't, 
who are still actively searching to act who haven't found their way in. Like my, one of my best friends at school at the time, like he is the king of regional theater in DC. Like he, he's, he's gotten to play all of the greats, mm-hmm. all of the canon. He's married. He's a kid, another kid on the way. He's just like, this is my life. And he can pay the mortgage. And that? he can pay the mortgage. Yeah. It's like, he's, he's a salary, you know, it's like, it's not going to be the, you know, the, the big, yeah, the giant Will, checks, Will Smith money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be the Will Smith money, but like, you know, it's going to be some money. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, great. And he gets to do what he loves he to do. He gets to do what he loves to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's an interesting thing. Uh, uh, why do you think uh, you, you've been able to, what, 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 where does this resilience come from? I, I, I think it was my family. I think it was the church. I think it was the, like, it was all of the just, you know, we had to like, you know, because we, we, I didn't know it at the time, but we grew up really poor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like my mom raised two kids, and I think she said the most she had made in a year was like eighteen thousand dollars. Like that wow. was the and, I, and, I, and she was like sixteen when she had my sister. Mm-hmm. She was seventeen when she had me, and you know her and my dad split up, so she's living with with her mom, you know. And then like and and I and I didn't know it at the time, but it's always been we always just made do with whatever. Sure whatever happened, like, this has to get done. Mm-hmm. So we can sit here and cry about how it's unfair or we can figure out how we're going to get this rent paid or how we're mm-hmm. going to get this thing done. You know, so it's like, there's always a solution to whatever the, the problem's going to be. And I think it just, it kind of like, and, and literally it's, it's, it's I, I grew up in the church and it's been, I've always had faith. And like, that's kind of like, it's been a faith-based thing. And I've had, you know, I, I've had a lot of uh, personal like a personal journey with that because dealing with my sexuality and how that fit in the church was always a hard thing to make. Mm-hmm. And then when I realized that the God I served loved me for me yeah, <laughs> and yeah. made me as me and I'm yeah. not going to sit and let somebody tell me that I'm an abomination or any of that shit. Right. So right. I don't take any of that on, yeah. <laughs> but I do take on the fact that like he's created me and he's given me all this and That's like, right. and, there's, and, and, and literally anything that, that presence, that power, that universe, anything you ask for, really can be given to you. Absolutely, because you're yeah. an extension of that. You're an extension of, we are. Yeah. I feel like we we are, we vibrate at this, you know, this this higher- um, Frequency. F- exactly, exactly. And I think that's the divinity. I think yeah, it is. That, that's, in, in, we all have the, divin- the divine spark. And, that's I, right. and I'm just trying to find it. What is your spiritual practice? You know, I, uh, I do a lot of yoga. <laughs> That like, works. Like it's it's been great for me. And I listen to a lot of gospel because I grew like I said I grew up in the church and that's kinda like so my Sunday mornings it's like I'm gonna put on my old like, you know, if it's good enough for mama, uh-huh. it's good enough for dad. I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like James Cleveland yeah. and like sure like I'm this is what I'm listening to. Would but you have a favorite gospel song? Uh my favorite gospel song is probably He Saw the Best in Me by Marvin Sapp. Uh, Marvin Sapp. Marvin Sapp. We'll have uh, to Spotify that. Spot, let's start, let's go. Yeah. He saw the best in me. When everything else around me could only see the worst in me. Ooh. I love it. I, I can't drop a tune off. But <laughs> <laughs> no, but there's a, there's a beautiful quality to your voice that's absolutely wonderful. That's uh. absolutely beautiful. Um, actually, you know what? It's funny because the, the cadence of your voice, it's very similar to Bob the Drag Queen. I've heard that. I've never met Bob, but I, my, one of my friends, Tom Welch, he's a writer. He's very, very funny. Also a huge fan. It has a show he wants to pitch to you. He's uh. like, Kevin, you have to tell RuPaul this. I'm like, okay, Tom, calm down, calm down. (laughs) But he's like, he's like, you're like Bob's brother. (laughs) You and Bob are like the same. Like, I'm I'm just like, just your energies, your thing. It's true. The the, the cadence of your voice and the way you use your hands, it's it's very, very similar. Very similar. So, um, so uh, my favorite gospel song is, it's always been um, How I Got Over. How I got over, how I got over, oh. how I got over. I it's because if, if you've lived so, enough life you, and you and you can, you know, look back mm-hmm. and wonder, you can. You can look back and wonder, that's exactly. right. Yeah. Because it, and it really does, um, it speaks volumes because you know that it's, it's more than just you. You right. know that there's something else at work. There, there is something else. It's like you know, it's the your ancestors. <laughs> it's your like it's that energy. It's there's something else. That's right. And that's how I know that I'm never truly alone. Even in, in my darkest of times, and you're like, oh, what the hell am I doing? And why? That's right. Why, Lord? Why? And I'm like, 
It's okay. That's right. That's right. We got Kevin Downs. We're going to go to a break. We'll be right back after this. Our friends at Squarespace make us so happy because they make making a website the easiest thing ever. Get a free trial with no credit card required just by going to squarespace.com. When you're blown away and ready to confirm a plan, use that offer code RU to get 10% off. That's squarespace.com. Offer code RU. We got Kevin Daniels is here. You were talking about gospel music and spiritual practices. So uh, do you, you listen to gospel? Uh, on Spotify or something? Uh, Apple Music. Like I, I have a bunch of stuff that like I collected over the years. Yeah. You know, I don't know that I know any of like the newer stuff that's happening now. Yeah. This is all like stuff that I, I grew up with. Yeah. Too. I don't know any of the newer stuff. I know there's lots of fabulous stuff, oh. but but you know I I go back to you know, Albertina Walker. <laughs> right. You right. Know. <laughs> like I'm, I'm like you know whatever my mom was playing when I was a kid is what has stuck with me here. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, well, that's those keepsakes. Those keep sakes that they're sort of touchstones that remind you of who you are who you and are, remind you, you of what your mission statement uh, is mm-hmm. and was and what you, when, how you, what you started out to do. Yeah. You know, so um, I did meet that good friend of yours. What's Lynn. her name? Yes, Lynn Wachter. Yes. Yeah. She, uh, I, Does she live out here? She lives here. She uh, she's actually going in for the. It's so it's so funny because she's like she's like I was like I'm back in town. I just got in. She goes great. I need your help because I'm going in for Black Lady Sketch Show. And you know I think Lynn is one of the funniest women in the world. Uh-huh. Like you know, and I was uh-huh. like I was like oh awesome. And she I think she she tested for like the Mad TV at the time yeah. whatever that was. She was going to be one of those people. And but this opportunity came up and I was like oh I can't wait to work on this. With you just to watch you. There's another go. black sketch show on 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 Netflix. I think. What's it uh, called? Do you uh, know? Oh, I, don't I saw know. a poster for it in New York just two days ago. Oh wow! But um, I don't. I think it's called the Black Sketch well, Show. Well, this, this is this is. I think it's HBO or maybe it's Netflix. But I think it's HBO. The Black Lady Sketch. Black show. Lady Sketch Show that, is HBO. Okay. But this is something for something Netflix. Else. Yeah. Oh it's, yeah. Netflix is coming up strong, man. They like. Where are they getting all this money? I don't know, man. Everybody paying nine dollars. Well, I guess so. <laughs> Somebody paying it. You know, but you know, uh, so AJ and the Queen starts up January 10th. Are they going to drop it all at once? Or all I... at once. All at once. Oh, great. All at once. And it's, um, it's, uh, have you seen a lot of it? Have you seen, I've seen all of it? Oh, of course you have. I've yeah. seen all of it. Yeah. And, uh, it's beautiful. Oh, great. It's great. a love letter to America. And it's also, um, it's talk about touch, uh, touch tones, yeah, touch, touch stones. stones. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a reminder of the America that we were promised. Yes, it it really it's it's. I think this show will affect a lot of people to get back on track because, as this kid and I go from town to town, what you remember and what you realize is that we have we all the same. We have more in common than we have yeah. not in common. Yeah, and that the love of music or colors of or of of laughter that's the thing that is the 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 unifier and that's what the show is about that's so i i tell you i've found that like because i haven't really like i grew up in texas which by the way is the south i don't care what y'all say it is but (laughs) it is but i've never really spent any time in like you know the savannas and the Mm -hmm. virginia that and so being there and i was like i was like oh but the people have been so sweet and mm-hmm. so welcoming and so nice. And like, you know, I, I just, I, I went, I did one of those little ghost tours and one woman said something really inappropriate to me that I'm not going to repeat on the, the mm-hmm. podcast. Mm-hmm. And another one was like, don't you pay her no mind, baby. Mm-hmm. You are welcome here. <laughs> this is like, and she's like, come on over to my house. I want to play. And I was like, oh, well, you don't have to do all thing. And she'd like, just people wanted to open up their homes to me. And I, yeah. I thought it was so sweet. A ghost tour in Savannah because the Savannah's known for- It's haunted cemeteries yeah. and like, uh, you know, uh, it's trees that- Sure, yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I, I've only been to Savannah- uh, no, once, yes, okay. just well, maybe, yeah, just the one one time. I'm trying to remember because I've been all over the place. But I lived in Georgia for many years. Oh wow, okay, yeah, I lived in Atlanta for eleven years. I went My to high sister went to, to Alcorn. Uh, oh, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She. Uh, what was she doing there? Some <sighs> school? <laughs> I don't, are you guys? I mean, like, uh, why well, there? I I don't know. She that that's what she's like. I want to go, and I was like, and that's what she did. She are got you guys degrees. so close? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She did got she her degree. Degree in what? Uh, it was like uh business business management. And she works she works with some oil oil company in Houston yeah. now. But um, oh, she went back to Houston. Yeah, yeah, she's back. But that's where she went. She went to college there, and then she went back to Houston. Yeah, you know, and I was like, that's it. so you mentioned wanting to, um, you know, start a life with someone. Yeah. How 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 do you find people to date? I apparently don't know how to. Mm. <laughs> mm. 
my friend Lynn was hilarious. She goes, Kevin, first of all, why don't you start with guys who like guys? Uh, <laughs> I was well, like, you know, that's a whole other. That would be a good thing. That, yeah. That's 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 a, that's another that's another uh, podcast. But no. yeah, yeah. But you know, I, I'm I, I'm just trying to like I have, a, I have a friend who's setting me up on a series of blind dates. Ooh, so we'll see that's how that's kind of scary. Isn't it a little terrifying? It is. But I trust her taste, and she actually apparently has done this in the past. So I was like, okay, yeah. We'll see. And you know, successfully done successfully it. Successfully done it. Like, yeah. she met her husband on a blind date. Really? Yeah, and they've been together for three, no, they've been together for 10 years. But they've been married for three, and they have a kid yeah. and the thing. And I'm like, Jesus, okay. Well, talking about frequencies and what the universe is and putting things out there, uh, describe your, your perfect date and and people can find you i mean if they're if they're listening to this they can find you <laughs> right, right what right. is your perfect and be honest okay. be honest who My is your perfect perfect date well no like no a- what kind of person what kind of person is it okay. someone who's a music lover is it someone who is oh. not in show business someone i want somebody who can always challenge me to be better <laughs> and mm-hmm. someone that i can challenge and uplift i want somebody who's funny mm-hmm. i want somebody who is ambitious, knows what they want. I want you to be athletic. I want you to be in shape. I want you um, to get my jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want you to, to read. Yeah. I want you to be politically and civically minded. Uh, you cannot have voted for Trump. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, what else? Um, yeah, that's that's a deal breaker. Actually, I went on a date with this guy, and he told me uh, how he couldn't in 2016 how he couldn't bring himself to vote for Hillary Clinton because whatever the thing was. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that's so nice. Could I get the check, please? Yeah, <laughs> I was yeah. Like, I literally, I was like, I, I, I can't even, yeah. I don't even have the time to explain to you why that's so wrong. Right, right, so, right, um, right, 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 yeah. And then um, I think so, yeah, like, you know, maybe tall. Uh-huh. Maybe tall. Um, yeah. Not that that matters, but you know what else? But- yeah, no, it's an interesting thing. I, I People have always freaked me out. Now, I've learned how to emulate human behavior and be social. <laughs> I and- love you so much for that. Yes. No, it's true. I, learned, I, can, I can do it. I'm more of a loner. And... Um, uh, uh, but the thing is, for me to emulate human behavior, it uses up, uses up so much battery mm. space mm. that I can only do it in short spurts. Yes, yes. You know? But to sustain it over, I met George at, uh, uh, in 1994 at uh, on, on the dance floor at Limelight. Wow. Limelight! Uh, and uh, I can still stand to be around him. And that's, I'm looking for that. I love being around. He's funny. I can be quiet. It's all, it's just easy. You don't have to, one of my, so my longest relationship uh, here was with my now best friend in the world. Um, we were together for six years and I think we've been friends longer than we were together. But I literally, I talk to him every day. We can sit in the room. I can like, you know, da, da, da. But we just, we, the, whatever that other spark just isn't there anymore for mm-hmm, that. But mm-hmm. like, but I, I'm looking for somebody who can do that. Like, right. can you be my gym? <laughs> right. It's like, you know. But. Well, but you know, I think that we put such a tall order on who we want our partner to be that they have to, this laundry, they have to be able to achieve this laundry list of things. But, you know, that laundry list, that, you know, that's, that's for, you know, that, that's for your, that's for a supermarket. That's, that's for a grocery store. Exactly. That one person can't serve be, can't all be your everything. Things. One person can be your everything. And, I, and right. I'm, I'm beginning to learn that as well. It's like, and I love, I love that you're challenging me to be like, just specific. What kind of parts do you want? Yeah. What, what kind of partner do you want? Like make a list and see what any, you may not get all the lists, but you've right. got an idea of what it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the universe doesn't know what to give you because you don't know what to ask for. That's right. <laughs> I say this all the time. You know, your angels are around you at all times yeah. and they are willing to help you. But because you have free will, they cannot intervene unless you say three simple words. Please help me. Please help me. Then if you say those words, you've Boom. given up the free will and you've said, oh, you've given them permission to come in and intervene. Oh, I love that. Please and help me. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you know, uh, I just learned this and, and uh, uh, my friend, I never, I, uh, my friend told me this is from a 12 step program. I, I, I've never heard it. And I've been around 12 step programs for 20 years. Oh. Uh, but uh, uh, he told me, he said, you know, um, rejection is God's protection. Oh wow! Rejection is God's, God's protection. protection. You know that's and, amazing. Isn't that amazing? You because uh, you don't even know what He's going to give you. That's but he, right. But He knows. That's so right. He's keeping you from it. Yes, <laughs> that's great. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Can you, how many jobs? I, I there's this one job. I tell the story. Uh, I came out to LA. I was living in New York. I still live in New York. Yeah. Um, to audition for this one job, I think four times. Wow. And I did not get it. 
I did four times. But of course, each time you're feeling heartbroken yeah. and did the thing and all that. The yeah. same job. Yeah. Four <laughs> auditions. <laughs> Didn't get it. Who I am. <laughs> when it finally came out, I'm like, Thank God me. it wasn't me. Thank God I didn't do that. Yes, yeah. There are, I have a few projects like that that I will never name out loud. Yeah, but I, yeah. But I was like, oh, God knew. Yes. Sometimes I thank God for unanswered prayers. That's, and that's right. And that's the like, that's the Garth Brooks in me. Yeah, <laughs> like, well, like, yeah, yeah. but also it's, it's, it's acknowledging that there is a frequency. You talked about vibration yeah. that you align yourself with and that your job, and I told you this on set, is to make space in your consciousness for that frequency to, to work through you. Yeah. Because so many of us, we, we it, that space is crowded with all this it's other noise crap, and crap, noise yeah. and stuff, and old ideas, and the the sister Harris from the church, and <laughs> she she brought that old bean pie over <laughs> here, and all this stuff. It's like, you know, I don't need that anymore. Yeah, I don't need that. I can take. The, I could use this. I can use this. This this yes. serves me. Yeah, that doesn't serve me anymore. And that's that's literally what I'm trying to do now, Rue. It's yeah. like I'm like, oh, I don't have to. My my, my friend Lana, you, you mentioned, she was like, because I I just gotten out of a. a kind of a really awkward relationship with with a guy and and I started seeing somebody else and it was kind of the same thing mm-hmm. and she's like Kevin you've already tried on that suit that mm-hmm. suit don't fit mm-hmm. take yeah. that suit off that's right and I'm like right I'm gonna go I'm gonna go start shopping at a, a place that sells clothes that fit me that's right you know they that's say the- um you know it's like going to I'd say this about my father who's been gone for many years but um uh you know it's like going to a Chinese restaurant and asking for lasagna and I, they don't make it there. They don't make it there. But see, in my mind, I'm I my I was thinking. Well, listen, you know, if you're as clever as I am, <laughs> I could I could take the stuff from a Chinese restaurant and make some lasagna. Make some lasagna. It's yes. noodles. It's, you got noodles, you got right? Noodles, right? Yeah. yeah. We just do this, do this, and then take this. But most people are not that clever, and they don't have that. They don't that have ability. That. No. So and if you want lasagna, there's a nice Italian restaurant. And that, and that's because often I keep. She's been telling me the same. It's just why have you been, you know, subsisting on a smorgasbord of crumbs uh-huh. when you can have a full buffet? Yeah, that's it's right. It's right over there. Yeah. Just, it's right over, but you just, you're so scared that if you let go of these crumbs, yeah. well, baby, look. Yeah. <laughs> go get the lasagna. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. God's child don't just eat the crumbs off that's, the table. You don't have to do that. You don't, don't have, have to do, do that. that. There's, do that. there's plenty of food. <laughs> there's plenty of food we can all eat. Yeah. So your spiritual practice is mm. right now is, is yoga. Yeah. W- where do you seek out you you go to the exact same place or you try new places. I try new places all the time. Like yeah. uh, I there was a there was you, you're great a sweater teacher. too. You sweat like Whitney Houston, right? I can no. No, you know how to sweat. I bet you get good and wet. I get good and wet. I, yeah. I go I do too. Uh, I'm I'm a sweater also. I almost and every every show I'm on they're like, "Do you want the pit pads? Do you want <laughs> baby, have you heard of baby powder? You know we can, <laughs> we can get you." It's like, look. No, it's healthy. It's great. It's mm. great. I love it. That's why I look like I'm 12 forever. Yeah. No, you will. <laughs> like, you look like you're 12 forever. It's Thank you. No, it's, it's like the good skin. It's good. So, because um, I haven't been doing yoga in a few years because um, I haven't had the time. Okay. You're and right. uh, uh, But I want to. I want to because I love to sweat and I love, and I'm, I'm flexible and There's I love all that There's this teacher named Brent LaFoon who I would love to take you to. That name sounds very familiar. He's, he's spectacular. He's a great yoga instructor. Is this part of town? Yeah, he's in, he's in LA. I mean, he does these like retreats all over the world. Like mm-hmm. he's like, come do this. But it's, and it's, he's really about connecting your body with what's going on absolutely in your mind. And it's yeah. like, but I would love to take you to one of his classes. I would okay. love it. I would uh, love it. You know, uh, Jeffrey Chapman. Like I was like, I've been trying to get Jeff to go with me forever. Like Jeff, come on down. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's like, he's at Equinox. And I was like, I was like, I was like dude, I'm telling you, he's a, he's a great teacher. So like, oh yeah, let's go. But yeah. We should all go. Jeffrey Boyer Chapman, who's in in Canada right now, finishing up Drag Race. Come on, uh, Canada. Okay, so my goal is to get famous enough to be a judge on one of the drag. Oh races. no, it's it, oh it's it's happening. Yay! It is happening. Yay! Trust me, it's happening. <laughs> we'll be doing it this summer here. We're doing it in London in March, but in the summer. Uh, we'll be doing it here, so Great. we'll 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 get you over there. Oh my god, I love yeah. it! I love yeah. it! I love it! Well, Kevin uh, Daniels, uh, you are absolutely jo- a joy. You are a joy, Ru. Like, absolutely, you've made my whole day. Like I, I wouldn't get off a plane to come see anybody. I want you to know that. Very kind. And like here I am. That's very kind. Thank but, you for doing this. Thank you for having me. And and for you know we're putting that message out into the universe. It, it's a lot of people listen to this, and just actually the only person that had to listen to this was you. You needed to hear this. Yeah. And it's gonna it's gonna change. 
it's going to, it's going to not change. It's actually going to adjust. It's going to give you an alignment that you need it. I love it. I love it. So Michelle's not here today, but we're going to say goodbye to her too. Oh, that's right. You know, you know, so, uh, side note, Michelle's husband, uh, David Case, David Case, who goes by something else now, but I knew him as David Case. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. At Juilliard. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah. He was there, uh, the year, the year after me, I think it was the year after me. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, she's one class younger than me, but like, but and I loved David. And I was like, so I'll see him on the Instagram. So it was like, I was like, oh, you're doing ruin. Yes. And I was like, oh yeah. So I just, yes. So I, I forgot I wanted to say hi to Michelle. I love him. Well, let's both say goodbye to Michelle. And I'm saying goodbye to you. Thank you so much for Michelle. Bye. Bye. Can I get an amen? <laughs> can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself. How in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you gonna love somebody else? Amen.